welcome to the Clergy Wellness Podcast. I'm Reverend Nicole Riley, a clergy coach who helps you do one of the most important jobs there is without losing yourself. This is season two, episode 21, getting the most out of Advent. If you are a new listener, welcome. We are really glad you are here. Today we'll also have a wellness practice of the week, what's making this week good, and a mindfulness meditation moment. So let's go ahead and jump in. So I thought that one of the things I would jump on a little early this year is to talk with you about Advent because as clergy, the season of Advent and then Christmas are really important seasons. I mean, probably not as important or certainly not more important than Lent and uh, Easter, but really important. I mean, and the thing about Advent is it comes with a little bit of baggage because of the culture in which we live. So uh, I think just some thinking about it's helpful. Advent is a season of waiting. It's a season of expectation. And that is certainly at odds with the world in which we find ourselves because neither of those things are really that valued. I mean, we're always in a rush to what's next. And we're looking for our order right after we place it. So today I want to look at a couple things about Advent. I want to look at Advent really from a more personal clergy perspective and invite you to think about what is it you need this Advent? What is it that would be helpful to your spiritual life? I will give you some resources. I will give you some things like that. But I I really want us to take some time and just kind of think about what we want this Advent. Because Advent invites us to a different space, uh, both spiritually and I think also culturally. And clergy, we are the ones who often lead that journey in the local church. So before we think about them, let's think about you. So what do you want out of Advent this year? We often think about what the church wants or our family wants, but uh, this is the Clergy Wellness Podcast, so I'm asking you, what do you want? Sometimes I know I have thought, um, oh crap, is it Advent again? How many times do we have to do this? Other times I have thought, oh good, I love this time of the year. I love Advent. And some years I have thought to myself, wait, what? Advent's here? How did that happen? I thought it was still October. My early adult years were spent hating the holidays for a variety of reasons. The demands were a lot of it. The demands of the church, the demands in the culture, the demands at home. But as I grew up a bit, I moved more into loving the season of Advent and Christmas and figuring out how to do it. How to do it in a way that was um, lightweight and low maintenance. So what do you want out of this season to streamline your gift shopping or to use a bunch of made-for-you resources and books to help in your planning or to work with some clergy colleagues on doing a series together or to focus on scripture 
in your devotional time or to take time off during Advent to help yourself or to work less or to rest more or to go on a retreat. Now, don't worry if you're not sure what you want to do. I think it's a little early for us to have thought through these things, but I want to think about them together, and we're going to do some exploring um, alongside some exploring and discovery of a favorite hymn that often guides us in the season of Advent. The hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, is a favorite Advent hymn. And I know it's my favorite. I imagine some of you, it's your favorite too. It's very popular. Uh, Some even consider it the hymn that is the opening act for Advent. So, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel invites us to consider some things alongside our Advent journey. So we're going to talk about those three things and talk about how considering all this might help us get the most out of Advent for our own spiritual lives. So what's the first one? Well, the first one is to get the most out of Advent, we are invited into longing. Now, recently I heard someone talk about Advent not as a season of wanting, but as a season of longing. And that really captured my imagination because Even though wanting and longing have some similarities, longing really fits into Advent and what Advent is about a little better because longing takes us into a space of openness, into a space of vulnerability, into a space of wanting something at our deepest level. We long for God. We long for a savior, and that longing takes us in a direction we hadn't planned. It invites us into something beyond our understanding. And our experience of Jesus at Advent invites us to be changed in ways we hadn't expected. Advent is a season of vulnerability, and vulnerability is hard to sit with. And so culturally, we kind of squeeze it out with being busy and shopping and all the things, but the season invites us to long and to live into that space in our humanity. So the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, invites us into longing. The history of the hymn is that it was probably born in a monastery when monasteries ruled the world in the 8th and the 9th century. This was a time when the people lived the rhythm of their life according to the seasons of the year and according also to the church seasons. They provided the rhythm, they provided the meaning for life, and in the darkest days they would chant the O Antiphons. So O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is derived from a Latin monastic prayer that's called the O Antiphons or the Great antiphons, and it's seven antiphons or phrases, and these were sung before and after the Magnificat was read at evening prayer. And this happened between December 17th and December 23rd, and each antiphon began with a different name for Christ. So the seven are, and I'm not going to read the Latin, but I'll just read the English. The seven are, O Wisdom, O Adonai, O root of Jesse, O key of David, 
O Dayspring, O King of the Gentiles, and O Emmanuel. So in naming these names for Christ, in naming these names for uh, Jesus who would come among us, they evoke that season of longing, don't they? So I invite you to think about what are you longing for? To get the most out of Advent, I think we are invited to connect with our own longings, our own spiritual longings in this season. So second, to get the most out of Advent, we're invited into traditions that are unfolding. So I read a lot of different articles about the Him O Come O Come Emmanuel, but the one I'm going to quote from the most is by C. Michael Hahn. And he talked about how, yes, um, these uh, antiphons are ancient, 8th or 9th century, how they were sung as plain chant before uh, the coming of Christ. And plain chant was how early Christians sang songs together. They were um, part of what was called the eight modes And these were the eight modes that were used to sing different songs. Basically, just we would translate them into our keys, major and minor keys, if you think of it that way. But the tune that we sing is different than what they would have chanted. Uh, John Mason Neal is responsible for how we pair together uh, the O antiphones and the hymn that we have. He was a Protestant hymn writer and compiler. He was part of what was called the Oxford Movement. Now, the Oxford Movement was a movement when Protestants, especially Anglicans, were reclaiming part of their tradition that they had distanced themselves from because it was part of the Catholic tradition. It was actually a very controversial movement. Um, John Mason Neal actually had Uh, quite a lot of trouble. He was beat up because of his um, way of looking at things, but he was somebody who uh, translated Greek and Latin hymns, and this was something that made him very suspect to other Protestants at the time because they felt he was too Catholic. So the history of the tune is interesting. It appears it's called Vene Emmanuel. It's hard to locate totally its origins, But it seems he got it from um, a French source. Uh, Dr. Mary Berry, who is also known as Sister Thomas More, located the tune in an old hymnal in Paris, and it was identified as coming from the 15th century and was used as a processional for French Franciscan nuns. Other traditions say that the tune comes from a funeral procession. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel invites us into the tradition, but it is a tradition that has unfolded. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel has its roots certainly in an ancient chanting tradition, but it's been updated to become more singable by later people. It's evolved in how it's used and how it's understood. It's no longer just used during that week before Christmas. It's used as, a, as an opening act for all of Advent. For us as clergy to get the most out of Advent, we get to embrace the tradition, but we also get to see that traditions evolve. 
You know, your church may have particular traditions around Advent. Your family may have particular traditions around Advent. You may even as a clergy person have traditional traditions around this time of the year, but I'm going to guess that those traditions are living. They're not stagnant. Those are the best kind of traditions. So what traditions matter to you around Advent? Not the traditions that matter to your church, but the traditions that matter to you. What traditions make the season spiritual? What put you in touch with the longings you have in this time? I have some traditions that have served me well, and those traditions have certainly evolved. I've learned over the years that getting up the decorations and the tree helps set the season for me. It helps me not just focus on what I'm doing at the church, but it helps me enjoy the season at my home. And that has evolved because over the years I've recognized that I can't always set the tree up early. I can do the decorating early, and maybe the tree happens later, like when family are in town. As family and demands have evolved, I've adopted new traditions, and existing traditions have evolved. For years, when my son was in college, we had a tradition when he came home of making a gingerbread house. Now that tradition is a tradition for him and his wife. I've had times where I've used a variety of different kind of Advent candles that I've lit at night or in the morning. And probably a new tradition that's been going on, at least since I've had iTunes, which I guess isn't that new, is having an Advent and Christmas music playlist. The traditions we have evolved throughout our ministry, you know, because in some seasons we may have small children at home and other seasons we may be traveling during the holiday season to see family. We may even look at something completely different in a tradition some year. Maybe we leave town after the holidays or right after Christmas Eve and go to Hawaii, something completely non-traditional. So second, to get the most out of Advent, we're invited into traditions that are evolving. And then third, there is no right way to do Advent. Um, One of the many things that I love about the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, is it can be sung in so many ways. You could have a choir do it. You could have a band do it. You could sing along with an orchestra, or there might be no musical accompaniment. You could sing it softly, or you could belt it out. There is no one right way. And because there is no one right way, there is not a wrong way. I think this is true for us at Advent. Yeah, it's a season of longing, and yes, it's a season of tradition, But if that doesn't work for you, you get to decide. I know one year I really, really, really wanted to go to London over the holidays. I wanted to go the week um, starting on Thanksgiving, which would include a Sunday in Advent. And I uh, was serving in a local church and I explained I'd really wanted to do this. And they were like, okay. And I had such a wonderful time that week that I felt more able to lead during that season of Advent than I probably ever had felt in any season up until that time. So some people might have looked at that and said, you know, you can't be gone during Advent. 
And I'm not saying you should be, but I am saying you don't always have to do what you've done in the past. There's no right way to do Advent. And I think a lot of times we put pressure on ourselves to do it just the right way. That can be one of the strains and struggles around traditions when they become so strong that you can't mess around with them. There's that pressure to do things right. I know for years I've always wanted to have that family time every evening where we lit the Anvet candle and we sang a song and we read the scripture and it never happened. And I think that's okay. There is not one right way to do it. So let's review. First, to get the most out of Advent, we're invited into longing. And second, to get the most out of Advent, we're invited into traditions that are evolving. And then third, to get the most out of Advent is to know that there is no right way to do Advent. So, what do you want out of this season? I hope you take some time to reflect on this for yourself so that your experience is as rich as the experience that you will help create for others. Two more things. Some resources. These are some of my favorite books on the season. Some of them can be turned into sermon series or all church studies. One is called Shadow and Light, A Journey to Advent by Tish Oxenreiter. Preparing for Christmas, Daily Meditations for Advent by Richard Rohr. An Unlikely Advent by Rachel Billups. Honest Advent, Awakening to the Wonder of God with Us Then, Here and Now by Scott Erickson. And this book, this last one, is just my absolute favorite. The First Christmas, What Gospels Really Teach About Jesus' Birth by Marcus Borg and John Dominic Crossan. A couple also that are worth a mention and make good studies for a church, A Heart That Grew Three Sizes by Matt Rawl, The Journey by Adam Hamilton, and Almost Christmas, a Wesleyan Advent experience, and it has a whole bunch of different authors. I will put all of these in the show notes in case you didn't write those all down. (laughs) And one last thing about Advent. Advent is a mysterious time. It's set in darkness, and it invites the light But the mystery that it's set in really just never gets solved or understood totally. It continues to unfold. In the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, there's actually a secret message for us. If you put together the first letter of the second word of each of the antiphon, it spells sarkor. If read backwards... The letters form a two-word acrostic, Eero cross, meaning, tomorrow I will come. Jesus will come. My prayer for you, my clergy siblings, is that he comes into your life in a fuller 
in a richer way because of your experience of Advent. Wellness Practice of the Week. This is where I share with you something that you can do this week to increase your wellness. And what I want to invite you to do is, uh, before it gets so busy and crazy, I invite you to make a Spotify playlist of favorite Advent and Christmas music to accompany your, you during the season. You know, I think one of the things about this whole season is it is really about the music. The music, in so many different ways, tells the story of the season. Now, I hope O Come, O Come, Emmanuel finds its way into your playlist, um, but I also hope that you'll explore some of the music that's out there. There's actually um, newer versions of traditional hymns and then some brand new songs that I think of as classics. I'd like to recommend... Uh, two artists in particular. One is Future of Forestry. They have, I think, four now uh, albums that are Advent, three are Advent, and then one is called Christmas. And they have some of my very favorite Advent and Christmas songs. And then the next one is called Opiate Mass. And they have a variety of kinds of music, but they have one album that has some really wonderful Christmas and Advent music on it. Now to get you started, or maybe um, you're not going to make your own playlist and you're looking for a ready-made one, I've created an Advent playlist with um, Advent songs as well as some Christmas songs that are some of my favorite. Um, The two bands I just mentioned are on there, as well as uh, The Chieftains and Sarah Groves and a whole bunch of other stuff, um, Sufja Stevens. Uh, so the playlist is called the Clergy Wellness Advent Playlist, and it's on Spotify. And I'll have the link in the show notes as well. What is making this week good? This is the part of the episode where I talk about some of the things I'm doing with the hope that you will notice something good in your week too. So um, lots of crazy stuff going on in life. And uh, one of the things I find really, really helpful in kind of resetting me and giving me a little bit of of a break and a restart is to go out for a good meal. So tonight we're going to go out um, and we're going to go out to Fleming's, which I think I have mentioned before. They have wonderful steaks and just great food, great atmosphere. So a good meal has a way of making things good. It slows you down. It gives you a chance to relax and enjoy. Uh, We just love Fleming's. It's my favorite place to go for this kind of thing. And I know just being there is going to let me settle in and remember all the good that happens, even in the midst of life's ups and downs. So time out and a good meal is what is making this week good. mindfulness meditation moment. So take a minute and just relax in whatever way works for you. 
You might take a deep breath. Roll your shoulders. If you're driving, you might look around and just uh, notice what is around you. Become more present. And remember who you are. You are God's beloved. Remember whose image and likeness you're created in the image and likeness of God. And today I'd like to share with you a quotation from author Melody Beatty. She writes this, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. May you know these words and may they give you life. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. If you'd be willing to do a review, that always helps more people learn about the podcast. Uh, You can do a review wherever you listen. You can follow me also on Instagram and on Facebook at Nicole Riley Coaching. And you can find out how to work with me as a clergy coach, life coach, social media manager, and so much more at NicoleRiley.com. My book is Expanding the Expedition Through Digital Ministry on Amazon, and today I invite you to make the important choice to embrace a life of wellness. I'll see you next week.